Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football game over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben and Maria podcast. For when on break, we discuss the plan for this show. Once again, going to switch gears and talk about some football because week one is upon us, which means we are officially now a 49ers podcast. So get excited if you were waiting for NFL season for a couple of months. As for baseball, I will recap how we did a last episode. But for the most part, the Giants will be put on the back burner because football is more important. And as a result, we're going to be transitioning over to football for the upcoming season. However, do want to start off with the recap from what happened last week in baseball before we get into the week one game between the Niners and the Steelers. Starting off with the Giants, they were abysmal. They ended up winning the game on Thursday and lost the six games after that. As for our picks, we did very well because we thought the Giants would struggle. Uh, We were a little bit skeptical on the Padres to actually complete the games because the bullpen's been that bad for them. But we did like the Padres' first five in a couple of spots, and those worked out. So starting off with the Thursday game, we did get the win there. We were going to fade Avila, and we ended up getting the Giants to win that 1-7-2. Then we had Waka first five. That got there. We would Snell first five, which got there. Uh, We also linked to the under in that Snell game, which did get there as well. Uh, For the final game, you had Lugo taking on Cobb. We did get that one right as well. And then for the Cubs series, I thought the Giants would be in a lot of trouble, and they got swept. So overall, once again, the Cubs ended up destroying them. Won all three games by at least three runs. The Giants have lost now six straight, and they're back to 500. Now, I said about a month or two ago, the Giants will not make the playoffs. And I said even longer ago, the Giants are the definition of a 500 baseball team because they have a couple of decent streaks and then they fall apart immediately after that. And they're going to balance out somewhere around 500 and they're 70 and 70. So, so far, what I said seems a bit accurate and we're going to see what happens. But the Giants have kind of started to fall apart. They're going to have to get back on track with the matchups against Colorado and Cleveland and Colorado again. So they really have to win a bunch of these games over the next week or so. But the point is the Giants have been really bad, and I'm not surprised. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for baseball coverage for now. If they make the playoffs, maybe we'll go back to the Giants. But I think we all know football is more important, especially with the Niners, who made the NFC title game last year. So we're going to transition over to football. And we're going to start off by going through a brief recap of what happened last season for the 49ers, just to refresh everybody's memory, and then we'll get into the actual game breakdown against the Steelers. So starting off with the actual record for the Niners, they did go 13-4, and and they were really dealing with a lot of quarterback injuries, and then you might remember that Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy 
ended up leading the team to the playoffs. Unfortunately, he did get injured in that NFC title game against the Eagles in the first quarter. They basically had no backups that were worth a damn, and they got run out of the building. So the 49ers, once again, are off of a very successful year where they were able to beat the Seahawks three times, including the playoffs in the first round. Then they won that ugly game against the Cowboys, but it all counts the same. And then once again, they lost 31-7 to against the Eagles in the NFC title game. But the point is the Niners were a really good team, and now they're going to try to get back there and then some to try to win a Super Bowl title. Been a while since they've won a Super Bowl. They've made it a couple of times, but unfortunately fell short. So hopefully they can change that in 2023 and 2024 uh, for the upcoming season. But still, point is the Niners are expected to pretty much dominate this division. You have the uh, Seahawks, who are supposed to be very good as well. But the Rams have fallen off a cliff, and now Cooper Cup's probably going on IR, and the Cardinals are supposed to be the laughing stock of the league, trying to get Caleb Williams with the upcoming first pick in, the, in next year's draft. So once again, to go through this actual matchup and the expected, I'd say, expected results for this upcoming season, the Niners should win 12 games, maybe a bit more than that. But I think we all know, unless Purdy drastically regresses, this team should be very good because they do have a lot of talent. Now, there were some news stories that are worth talking about over the past week. First of all, the Niners initially were going to be without their best defensive player in Nick Bosa because he was holding out for a contract. And then the Niners decided to pony up and give him all the money that he possibly wanted. And now Nick Bosa is going to play in week one. Now, the only problem is, once again, since he was holding out, will he be a bit rusty? Will he play a full workload in this week one game that remains to be seen but the point is Nick Bosa is officially a member of the team again and you're looking forward to seeing what he can do in the upcoming season now to go through his actual contract he did sign a five-year 170 million dollars which means he has an annual salary of 34 million dollars so once again that's going to be taking effect next year so this year, he's still under an $18.9 million salary, and then it's going to drastically double, basically, in the upcoming seasons. But he's under contract from 2024 all the way through to 2028. So once again, if Bosa is able to stay healthy, then he's going to be able to do a lot of great things with this 49ers team, and he's going to become one of the best pass rushers in the history of the franchise. But we'll see what happens, and we'll see if he can duplicate what he did last year. But that was one main news story, which was Bosa's status for week one against the Steelers. Now it's not an issue because he's going to play. Now for the other injuries that are worth talking about, a couple of players who are slightly banged up, George Kittle, has been limited in practice this week as he's battling a groin injury, should play, but just worth mentioning that he is a bit banged up there. Hafunga was also limited with a knee injury. He should play. For the most part, everybody is going to suit up for this game besides maybe Feliciano at center, but you're looking at him. He was battling an illness, so he did not practice on Wednesday. We'll see how he feels in the rest of the week, but the point is the Niners have a decent amount of actual offensive line options, but Feliciano might, in theory, not be able to suit up. We'll see. As for the other news that's worth talking about, you have a kicker situation because the Niners really haven't fully committed to a kicker. It does seem like Jake Moody should be the kicker for week one. He was battling a quad injury, though, during the week, and he's, he was limited in practice on Wednesday. I'm assuming Moody will be starting. It will not be Robbie Gould, so you're going to see a different place kicker behind center. But the point is you're going to be seeing probably Moody behind center, who was very solid at Michigan. So we'll see how he does 
in the upcoming season. But I wanted to mention that he was also injured uh, in the lead up to this game. So we'll see how his status progresses during the week. But that's basically it for the Niners injuries. Now for the Steelers to go through their season last year, Overall, wasn't that bad, but it was a work in progress because they had to throw in a brand new quarterback. They tried a bunch of different quarterbacks last year, and then Kenny Pickett eventually got the start. You might remember they actually tried Trubisky back there to start the year, and that was, let's just say, a work in progress. That was, that didn't exactly go too well, as Trubisky had four touchdowns, five interceptions, but they did have Pickett, who had seven touchdowns and nine interceptions. It was his rookie year, though, and according to all reports in training camp, he has looked a lot sharper. So expect Pickett to make a step forward in his second year. I'm not sure if he's going to be elite per se, but if he's even average, the rest of this team should be good enough to make a playoff push. To go through the rest of the roster, though, you have Najee Harris, who should be leading the backfield, but you're going to be looking at the receiving core, and it's a lot of usual faces. Uh, You have uh, Deontay Johnson, who's still there. You have Pickens, who's supposed to be a very good up-and-coming receiver, who we ended up seeing... Uh, have some chemistry with Pickett last year in preseason and in the regular season. Uh, you still have Fryer Muth. Claypool's not there anymore, but that doesn't really mean anything because he's been, I don't want to say a waste of space, but he has not exactly done anything uh, ever since he was traded to the Bears. So that's not exactly that big of a loss. And yeah, once again, the Steelers are going to be known for their elite defense and their offense should be fine. It should be a lot better than it was in previous years, but that is going to be the main question if Kenny Pickett can actually take a step forward and if he could lead the Steelers to potentially 11 wins. We'll see what happens, but to go through the injury report here, the Steelers should mostly be healthy. You're looking at Hayward, who did not practice on Thursday, but we'll see if he can suit up for week one. And you have a Jung Baji who should be able to suit up. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday with a foot injury, but he should play. So both teams are, for the most part, healthy. Niners have more guys listed on the injury report, but the, most of them have been practicing. So I'm assuming everyone of those should be able to suit up in week one. Now to go through the actual, I'd say, sp- uh, spread and total for this matchup, the Steelers are going to be at home. So it's always difficult to travel to Pittsburgh. I still call it Heinz Field. I know it's not Heinz Field anymore based on sponsorship stuff, but it'll always be Heinz Field to me. So just keep that in mind. But the point is you're going to Pittsburgh, which is going to be an interesting spot. Most West Coast teams tend to struggle when traveling to the East Coast, and it should be a very, very physical game between these teams. But you're looking at what is one of the best matchups on paper in week one and the odds makers reflect that because you're looking, the odds makers agree because you're looking at the actual spread here. And the Niners are favored. They were favored by three initially. Now they're favored by two and a half, even some twos in some spots. So some you have seen some money coming in on Pittsburgh, but you're looking at Pittsburgh once again, getting around two or two and a half, depending on where you shop. And for the actual money line in this matchup, the Niners opened up at around minus 150. Now they're down to around minus 130. And the Steelers the other way are around plus 110 or plus 115. As for the total in this game, one of the lower totals in week one, you're looking at a total of 41 and a half. Even some 41 is just flat available. But it's mostly 41 and a half, so you're expecting a lower scoring game. And I agree. You're looking at what should be two of the best defenses in the league. You're looking at the Niners. We know how good that defense can be with Bosa back in the lineup and with the secondary being very, very aggressive when it comes to forcing turnovers. And we know that, once again, the Niners are really, really just elite at preventing any team from scoring points. The Eagles game, the NFC title game, was a little bit of an anomaly because the Niners really never had the ball because once... 
Purdy got injured, all the backups they tried out were useless, and the Eagles just had the ball a lot. So the Niners should be able to make life difficult for Pickett, and the Steelers' offensive line was an issue in years past. It has gotten better, so we'll see if it can hold up against this elite defensive line. I have my questions, but I do think that the Niners will be able to force the Steelers into a lot of punts in this game. As for the uh, other matchup, which is the Steelers' defense against Brock Purdy and the offensive line, it should be, once again, a pretty fun matchup because the 49ers offensive line is very solid. But you're looking at T.J. Watt and all the w- options that the Steelers have defensively. Fitzpatrick was a very good guy in the secondary to have. It should, once again, be a very physical war between these teams. And both teams are using second-year quarterbacks. So I do wonder, once again, if we're going to see a leap or if we're going to see both quarterbacks potentially struggle in this matchup against elite defenses. I'm going to lean more to option B. I think you're going to see a pretty ugly game from both teams from a quarterback perspective, but I think it's going to be once again, a rock fight that should be very close. I see a 17, 13 type game, maybe even more low scoring than that. Maybe one team gets to 20. If you once again, see a defensive score or a serious turnover inside of a team's own like 30 yard line. But if you're asking me what I think the actual script of this game is, it is a low scoring physical throwback game I see both teams trying to get the run involved not really going to be that effective with it they're going to try to force the opposing quarterbacks into making some big throws and I have some questions especially with Kittle being banged up I do wonder how many fully healthy weapons the Niners have you still have Debo Samuel you still have some options but we know Kittle was so good with Purdy towards the final couple weeks of the regular season and the playoffs last year so Kittle being less than 100% is not ideal but I think when you're looking at this game it should be low scoring, and it should be very close. So to go through my actual picks for this matchup, I am going to go with the Steelers at home. It's one of those games where even though I think the Niners are the slightly better team, a West Coast team traveling East Coast is never easy playing in Pittsburgh. And I do think, once again, with a coin flip game, I'm going to go with the home team in the NFL. My favorite play in this game will be the under. I don't see many points. I don't see many touchdowns. And I see, once again, some type of 17-13 game. But I will lean to Pittsburgh. The Niners have questions with the actual health of the main weapon for their offense with George Kittle in the passing game. They also have a bit of a kicker kicker issue, which is not ideal when you're going to be looking at, once again, a difficult stadium to kick in, which is going to be Pittsburgh. I think the Steelers get it done. I think it's going to be very ugly. It's a classic Tomlin-type win where it's going to be a very, very physical game where one mistake can decide it, and I do think that Purdy is more likely to make a bad decision than Pickett, in my opinion, late in this game. So give me the Steelers to win, but my favorite play will be the under at 41.5. I see a very, very low-scoring game. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Week 1 of the NFL season, and we're back once again for Week 2. Hopefully I'm wrong about the prediction for the side because it would be a lot nicer if the Niners get the win, but I do think once again, even if the Niners do win, my favorite play in that game is the under. Either way, until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.